Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson-Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And I love, love, love doing these episodes with my BFF of more years than we will admit (laughs) and uh, content facilitator of RTI Publishing and, of course, the co-host of Author to Authority podcast, Juanita Witten-Radko. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, Kim. So glad to be here. Got some good stuff today. (laughs) So one of the questions that I get asked on a regular basis is, I've got a book. Now, kind of what do I do with it? You know, what else do I need? Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important topic. There's been a lot of teaching and training out there that, you know, writing a book is like this golden ticket. You know, you write this book, and everything falls into your lap. You know, all these speaking gigs come and, and you sell thousands of copies of books without doing anything. And, and, you know, you tell people you write a book and clients are knocking and pounding at your door to work with you. If only that were true. Because <laughs> <laughs> after 150 books between myself and my clients, man, that would be sweet. Yeah, I'd be a, a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe millions anyway. <laughs> Million is such a big number. But yeah, that that feeling of um okay, I've done all this work to make the book is not the full story. There's it's now I guess it's sort of like maybe building a house in that it's great, it's keeping the rain off your head. But you still need to furnish your house. You still need to put food in the cupboards in the refrigerator so that you can have dinner. <laughs> there, there's more work to be done. Well, you have to have a refrigerator. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today is you've got this book. Now, you know, what else do you need? How do you use it? So I want to shift a mindset here. Okay. A book, your signature book is not really a book. Are you thinking, but it is a book. Yeah, it is a book, but I want to shift your thinking. It's so much more. It's so much more. It is a marketing tool. It is a branding tool. It is a positioning tool. Notice I said the word tool. You can even think of it as a musical instrument. You know, if you don't if you don't play it, if you don't use that thing, nobody's going to hear your song. Nobody's going to hear your music. Nobody's going to be inspired by what you've done. Mm-hmm. And of course, Juanita and I are 
both musicians and there has always been a battle between the two of us because she's a band person and I'm a string person. And I don't know, Juanita, you haven't told me any viola jokes lately. Well, I'm coming around to the idea that if you have an instrument, if you want to make music with someone, there is the opportunity to collaborate. So rather than, (laughs) you know, going over the same thing over and over again, and just stating the truth that yes, French horn is the ultimately the superior instrument to a viola. I mean, that's established fact now, Kim. I don't see why we have to keep running over it. I wish you could see her face right now, everybody. If you go and watch the video of this, ah, oh, the tears are rolling out of her eyes, but it's true. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I remember back in high school, yes, and that's how long we've known each other, uh, Juanita came to me one day and she says, what's the difference between a violin and a viola? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, a viola burns longer. I have never forgotten that one. (laughs) But I think you, you bring out this beautiful point that it is about collaboration, right? So the viola has never been a main instrument, but you can't have no harmony without a viola. <laughs> so I want you to think of your book as sort of as a foundation. It lies at the bottom and you build so much upon it, right? And that, that's kind of like that viola, that harmony, you know, you've, and even like a double bass. The double bass is that foundation, that really low deep, rich note that you build the rest of, of the, the music upon. And that's what your book is like, too. It becomes a foundational piece. And so we're actually going to be doing two parts today because we just have so much to talk about. And I want to tie it in to the six key building blocks of, author- of building authority, because that's how you make your book shine. That's how you use your book to build your business. So between the, these next two episodes, we're going to talk about marketing, sales, networking, social media, communication, and promotion. And w- throughout this all, hopefully you'll get a really good sense of the scope of your book and how limited limited. It, uh, forget it. Limitless? Uh, yes, thank you, my friend. Uh, it is in terms of how you can use it. So just before we get into marketing, my friend, any thoughts you want to share? I think that uh, that's a great point that your book is, if you think of it, I would say like a seed. And that just having a package of seeds on the shelf is full of potential but you actually have to go outside and put it in the ground and water it and put it in fertile soil as opposed to just throwing them on your driveway before you're going to get results. So that's why we need to consider the six key building blocks. Mm -hmm. So let's get into the first one, marketing. So first of all, hopefully your book is targeted. Because that, that is a key to making this tool effective. It's kind of like a chainsaw that doesn't have sharp, that the teeth aren't sharpened on. How effectively is that thing going to cut? 
It doesn't. It, that's frustrating. And it's the same thing with your book. If your book is not targeted, if you if you haven't written it to a specific group of people, it doesn't mean you can't use it because there's always positioning when you're an author, even if the book has nothing to do with your business. But you really want your book to be targeted because that's the, the most effective use. It's like an instrument that's slightly out of tune. It just does not resonate. Mm-hmm. And so you want that book and, you know, you want your book to contain your core marketing message. Who do you serve? How do you serve them? And who are you in relationship to those first two questions? And one thing I want to talk about, and I think we can have a really good conversation on this, Juanita, is the difference between marketing and sales, because people Mm -hmm. get that mixed up all the time. So marketing is about drawing attention to. You know, it's getting somebody's eyes on what you're doing. Sales, on the other hand, is the process of taking that person, once you've got their attention, once they're starting to get involved with you, and how do you transition them into being, you know, a client? Mm -hmm. And in a short form, I would say that sales is the one that gets you money. But... (laughs) But... You don't get money until people know you. And marketing is how people get to know you. Yeah. And like you and trust you. Mm-hmm. Because are you going to give money to people you don't know, like, and trust? Not very much. I mean, maybe, like, at the gas station or something, because you have to. But <laughs> Or, you know, you see this ad for this book and it's 10 bucks. You know, you're willing to invest 10 bucks in someone that you don't know really well, like, or trust. If the marketing's you're You're willing to gamble in that. Yeah. Because that little bit you did see kind of caught your attention. mm -hmm. So it may be, that's a, a good point in that sometimes establishing trust that isn't the first thing because that is establishing trust comes from repeated exposure. And the, I would say that the very first element is that your message resonates with the audience. So in your example of, am I willing to gamble 10 bucks on a book? Well, if I have a slight interest in the topic, yes, I'm, a little bit interested in recipes with bacon in them (laughs) specifically. So I'd be willing to buy the big book of bacon cookbook, even though it's kind of a singular topic, whereas I don't like liver, there is not going to be anything that's going to convince me that I want to try all the most delicious liver recipes that exist because I don't like liver. It's not going to work for me. So sometimes you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Is <laughs> I think it might be snack time for me. <laughs> I think I do it to myself, though. I talk about food and I think about it and I'm like, hmm. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to marketing. But I, I think you brought up a, a good point there. And it is about targeting right? You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but that's why your book has to be targeted. Because when you do that and somebody sees it, 
you're going to get that reaction that you want. You're going to get that interest. Now, here's another thing about your book and marketing. You know, if you want to get people to trust you, get your book into your hands. If it's well-written, if it solves their problems, if it's relatable, you know, that the no like trust factor gets solved when someone reads your book and likes it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's important because it, it, one of the things that I teach is the fact that you want to fast track everything is have that signature book because Mm -hmm. it does, you know, you don't, when someone gets your book and they start reading it and they keep reading it, you know, you've got the no like and trust factor in one step. Well, two steps, you get the, you got to get them to want the book and then they read the book. Right. But it's not a long process. Yeah. Now something you mentioned in your uh, email to me that I was uh, really thought was a great idea was talking about creating a blog Mm -hmm. to get people's attention. And some people probably think, okay, I just did all this work on a book and now you've got me starting a blog, which is a ton of work. And I've already done all this writing and I'm tired of doing writing at the moment. I'm burnt out from doing that. I'm, I'm handing it to you on a plate, Kim. What do I do with it? Now, what do I do to get started with a blog? <laughs> Your book is <laughs> going to probably give you enough blogging material for a year. Because remember, blogging is short form, right? A good blog post is five to seven... 500 to 750 words. So, you know, take a good meaty, juicy quote from your book and expand on it a little bit more. I mean, you can even kind of copy and paste from your book a bit, but just adjust it so that, you know, you've got in within that five to 750 words, you know, you've got the quote, you've got your introduction to what you're going to talk about. You know, you can take some copy a bit from your book for the body of it that explains the quote. Writing a couple of concluding sentences, including a call to action, you got a blog post. Yep, that's pretty great right there. I feel like it's a, this is a good point to mention that if on the flip side, you've been writing a blog, you've also kind of gotten your, your source material for your book. If yes. you were wondering, well, how do I get to a book? From here, well, a blog is a, a good way to start. There is a lot of chaff before you get to the wheat when you're going that direction. But um, I think it's worthwhile saying that they're they're kind of mirror images of each other. Also, another point I feel worth mentioning is when you write a book, you often have tons of material that you could have put in the book. Most books are not everything our client knows about any given subject. Yes. It's um, actually a lot of times we're like, yeah, no, you've already got enough in your book. Yeah. Book two, book two. They're, they're, <laughs> book two. <laughs> they're, they're so excited about the topic. They're passionate about it. I, I once, um, there's another podcast that I follow called um, The Look and Sound of Leadership. and they were talking about this manager that people were avoiding because if they asked him a question with his engineering background, I know you're thinking, you might be thinking of a certain someone we both know, 
they are so knowledgeable on that that when he asked, when he was asked a question, he would go into this long and involved story about it. And the this coach said, when people are asking you a question, it's like they have a teacup and they want you to pour the amount of information that would fit into their teacup. You take a fire hose and go, (laughs) (laughs) they want to run away. (laughs) And, And so, you know, your fire hose of information that you created in creating your book, it has a home on your blog. So that's uh, just a thought for people. So I think for today, we'll just do marketing because we kind of laid a foundation in this one. But I also want to talk about podcasting. So mm-hmm. the one of the great things, like, and the other part about blogging too, is, is that not only your own blog, but you can use your book to create blog posts to guest post on other people's blogs. So you've got content there. But I also just want to quickly talk about podcasting because your book also creates a wealth of material for you to podcast with. Not only can you create your own podcast, but you can bring on subject matter experts around what you do in your book. And that's what we do here. We, we do a lot of teaching and training like we're doing today, but I also bring on guests that are subject matter experts. So, you know, you could think about starting your own podcast and it's not as difficult as you think. And yes, there is time required. So it's one of those things that, you know, you don't start a podcast unless you're willing to commit and you have the time to do it. But at some point I will be teaching on more on podcasting and starting your own podcast and maybe providing that service as well. So, you know, you, your book is this, this wealth you know, rich in material that you can use to create content. And content is a great form of marketing. So any other quick thoughts just before we go for today, my friend? I know we're going to get into social media in our next episode. So I just want to say, partner your blog with dedicated social media identity for your book. You might have your own Facebook account, make a a dedicated account for your book um, or your blog, but probably your book so that you can create community on, um, on Facebook or on these other platforms like Instagram or Twitter uh, that will have you connecting with people who are interested. So this has been Winita Wooten Radko and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. So make sure you watch out for part two, where we're going to talk about sales, your network, social media, and promotion, and how you use those book in those next four. So have a great day, everyone, and we will see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility 
and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.